spoke up. You can see the thing. It quacks like a duck. It walks like a duck. It looks like a duck. It's not a goat. Amounts in excess of 400 million CDs have so far been recovered by the receivers of the two banks closed last year. The government has set up a special investigation. Uh, Bank of Ghana can actually request for prosecutorial powers under the What does accountability mean to us all? There are several meanings and contexts that the word accountability can or might be used, right? Well, that's exactly what I'm going to be talking about and doing today and in the next few weeks ahead. Accountability is the main focus on today's episode of Outlaw. We will be talking about public sector accountability to the general public in relation to their duties and functions equated to them to handle whether these institutions are doing what they're supposed to be doing, whether they're being recognized and entitled, to whatever they are doing, are they jeering off from what they are supposed to do? And why is it that we have a lot of public failures in our 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 institution? Why why don't we hear of them? Why are they always swept under the carpet? These are issues, and this causes a chain of uh, uh, um, institutional collapses, and it causes a whole lot of slowdown and slow decision pacing in our organizations and institutions, and this triggers down to the final, I mean, citizen of the country. Our African public institutions doing what they are supposed to be doing as a question I keep asking myself each and every day. Why are these institutions slow to process information? Why are they not effective in their own right? And why do they always go old school? A typical example is to enter into the office of a primary or junior public school and just take a look at the headmaster's or principal's office desk. You hardly see a computer or a laptop lying there for effective work. We normally see papers tagged into different files and folders, arranged in boxes and cupboards, or sometimes even not arranged at all. They even sometimes impede mobility in the office too. Well, the reason is basically simple. According to my sources, most public institutions are under-resourced in Africa, and it's because of that they do not even get a share of the national cake. I mean, they are not allocated enough funds from the government to run effectively and efficiently as they would want to. The truth is, let's be honest to ourselves, these institutions have issues and these issues can be dealt with with proper accountability measures. Take a scenario that happened in August 13, 2017. An online news editor revealed that the Malawian government has lost about 5.5 million US dollars due to weaknesses in financial and internal control. Due to weaknesses in laws? No. Due to weaknesses in whatever? No. Due to weaknesses in, in internal control and weaknesses in financial figures. This was a report that was reported by the Auditor General and was submitted to the Parliament and all this information was revealed to the general public. The report largely reveals the rot on ghost workers, just as in some countries they will call them um, 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 ghost salaried workers. I mean, some are dead, manipulate the figures and they, they pay them and the money doesn't go to them or even their family, it goes into someone's bank account. That's very terrible. It was revealed that government spent 
164,498 on officers in the Ministry of Education getting double salaries alone. Mind you, this particular amount I just mentioned was spent on paying these government workers double salaries. <laughs> what does that make us at all? According to the report, an Anbanda was paid 5,142 in salary arrears for the period between January 2014 and February 2015 as he fraudulently claimed monthly allowances and rural teachers were just taking 314 USD respectively. That is really horrible. The most interesting thing in this particular case or incident which happened is that it happened in different public institutions like the Ministry of Local Government which reportedly exposes procurement irregularities to the tune of <sighs> I bet you have itching ears you want to hear the amount that the report stated right <laughs> that's enough let's move on to a country that is so dear to my heart now as far as moving Africa forward agenda is concerned so on a cool and sunshiny day of August 1, 2018, in the lives of Ghanaians, there was news of absolute silence and which track haunting thoughts and imaginations in the life of both the young and the old as to what their financial status is going to be. As the mother of all banks of Ghana, the Central Bank of Ghana revoked the licenses of five domestic owned banks in the financial It is how funny to think that the Bank of Ghana prefers to release or conduct stunting activities in the month of August each year. So that, that should signal, I mean, should serve as a signal to us that in each year in August, something from the Bank of Ghana will be dropping. Prior to that, in 2017, the Bank of Ghana submitted another local-owned bank to a state-owned bank to run and manage also in August 2017. Anyway, my agenda here is to prone into the, 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 the field and accountability part of the Bank of Ghana. In my research, I realized that the whole fault was shifted to those who failed to completely abide by the laws of the land and not even one single finger was pointed to the framer or custodian of the land. My statement of the problem is, it is very dangerous to allow the Bank of Ghana clean or clear up its own mess. It blinds the public eye as to we do not know the specific amounts they sweep under their own carpet. Although the Bank of Ghana accepted in a press release, released by them, about why it revoked the license of these five indigenous banks, it stated on its own part that it had poor supervision, there were questionable licensing processes, and weak enforcement of rules and regulations, and among others, they stated. Now let's take a listen to what the President of Ghana said about these dissolved and insolvent banks and his views about what happens to the Bank of Ghana. Amounts in excess of 400 million CDs have so far been recovered by the receivers of the two banks closed last year. The government has set up a special investigations team to undertake criminal investigations into the failures of all seven banks for possible prosecutions by the relevant state agencies. No one found complicit will be spared. The Bank of Ghana is conducting its own internal investigations into the conduct of its officials, past and present, that could have facilitated wrongdoing at these banks. These reasons that the mother bank of the banking industry revealed is left hanging while the corporates are left to pay huge fines and suffer the loss of this. 
For all you know, these courses the Bank of Ghana admitted on its part for not being able to do can also be the reasons why these banks, I mean these indigenous banks, fell short of the law and hence are the corporates now with thousands of jobs lost directly and indirectly. Supposing they were taking their supervisory roles seriously, supposing they were taking their activities by law seriously, I don't think we would have a lot of mess like this. Some may argue that these five indigenous banks in particular were deeply insolvent, meaning that their liabilities far exceeded their assets, putting them in a position not to be able to meet their obligation as and when they fell short. Just listen to a few clips, we'll be right back. We all agree, like A said, the truth of the matter is that the primary reason why we are where we are today is regulatory failure. But, but it's again, Bank of Ghana. again, rescuing the situation regarding these seven banks has so far cost some, listen up, 9.9 .9 billion, not C, uh, uh, million, C, billion in monies that government had not budgeted for and could have, could have surely been put in good use to fix our numerous infrastructural needs, such as roads, bridges, hospitals, schools. I'll try my best to paint a better picture for some of the duties that surround the main person in this room. You agree with me that the reports prepared by the Bank of Ghana and its affiliated institutions, which form the basis of the current work being cracked, fall directly within the scope of the work of the regulator, I mean the Bank of Ghana? I will try to narrow the role of the Bank of Ghana under our subject of matter here, accountability. The role of the Bank of Ghana is varied at least within the context of management of the Ghanaian economy, price stability, subject to growth and job creation, supporting government economic management policies and regulating and supervising the financial industry. I'm pretty sure that the third and general role is where they fell short of. And if they fail, they fell short of, they have to account to the public why they fell short, what are some of the activities that made them fall short. In the clip I made you listen to, the audio clip I made you listen to, the president stated that they will make investigations in, on the part of the Bank of Ghana and as at now, from that time to this time, no report has been reviewed. Indeed, the third responsibility outlined is supervising the financial industry was even more developed further into a long and lengthy list of activities in Act 930, which is the Specialized Deposit Taking Act 2016. Section 3 of Act 930 again outlined the role of the Bank of Ghana in the business of financial intermediation in the economy, which must be read together with the provisions made in Act 612 with its amendment Act 918 and the company's code Act 179. And thus appears that the Bank of Ghana is truly empowered by law to protect not only the financial industry but to do so proactively to advert, to make sure that such things doesn't happen, to advert the possible cost of remedial actions. The Bank of Ghana shall have the overall supervisory and regulatory activities in all matters relating to deposit-taking businesses. Well, to achieve this, subsection two of section three of Act 930 provides the minimum set of activities to be conducted by the Bank of Ghana, including ensuring the soundness and stability of the financial system, 
and the protection of depositors in the country through the regulation and supervision of financial institutions dealing with unlawful or improper practices of banks and specialized taking institutions to develop appropriate customer protection measures to ensure that the interest of the client of the banks and specialized deposit taking institutions are adequately protected whilst considering and proposing reforms of enactments related to deposit taking businesses. Oof, that's a lot, right? Uh, in any sound jurisdiction, the regulator should be reading the proactive construct of the provisions made in the law which I've read above to guide its activities so that at no point should customers or consumers of banking services have to pay for the consequences of the regulator not comprehensively heeding to the proactive provisions of the law. That is my whole argument. More crucially, what are the punitive measures outlined in the law for willful negligence? Collusion or simple oversight by the regulator in a case where the protection isn't provided. Listen, we have rules and regulations on our land. But here's the case, the Bank of Ghana is not finger-pointed. I mean, willful negligence is against the law, but we don't see them paying fines. Or we don't, because for us to trust in the Bank of Ghana, in its activities, yes, we know it is, I, I know it is politicized. I know it is regulated in the political realm where the governor is appointed by the president of the political party, but it is independent by its own activities, right? Put in simple terms, they need to explain into details why these negligences were caused and what they think is right. Because as far as I'm concerned, when there is a total mistrust in the regulator, issues like fraudulent activities will pop up. So they need to be very clear and transparent as possible. Look out for my upcoming episodes ahead. If you are listening to this on an app, kindly visit my website www.myskt.podcast.com for the transcript of all my episodes for those who love to read and listen to both. Yeah, 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 welcome to, to just visit my website. If you, if you are a blog person who likes to read, I have that sorted out for you on my website. If you want to listen to the episode so that you don't miss a thing, you can still go in there and um, serve yourself. Don't forget to share your opinions in our comments provided below, and I will be very glad to respond. Again, my name is Elijah Kwame Thank you.